Welcome to the party. Bang bang. Well, summer is officially over. We are in Adelaide and um, the weather outside is stormy. Daniels. Trump would be in all sorts of strife if he was out here. Oh my God, it is blowing a gale. It is, oh, it's blowing a Bill Clinton, Monica. It is crazy out there. Man, we have got so much shit to cover today. Um, you know, we've got Trixie on my lap, breathing as loud as possible. Um, we've got, we've got, um, you know, Facebook. We, we all know that uh, old Zuckerfuck was in the, uh, you know, had a trial this week. Um, you know, we've got, we've got, um, we got poor posture, got Tristan Thompson and his fuckery, man, we got, um, you know, we got some sports, man, we've got, we are just covering the issues today, man, I'm sitting here, I got the dog on my lap, I got the coffee in my cup, mm, yes, and I'm ready to go, I was supposed to go out and, uh, have an old double the sharp red pill today, but the weather outside is um, heinous. Okay, so uh, instead we've teed up a little bit of video game time, so I'm excited for that. Um, I'm gonna have a gonna have a soup for lunch. Keep warm. I've got the I've got the sweats on. Uh, Gross Motif T-shirt. Go to grossmotif.com.au or or Gross Motif. Um, I actually don't know if that's the website. I just made that up. But go to Gross Motif on like Facebook, um, Instagram. Check it out. Check out the new swag coming out and order yourself one of them tees. I like these shits, but uh, um, you you need to go check them shits out. All travel inspired like streetwear. But man, I don't know where to start. Will Ferrell? Ron Burgundy, um, he got taken to hospital after, uh, his SUV flipped, um, on a highway out in Cali. Uh, he's okay. So let that be known, but, um, he wasn't driving. His driver was driving. Um, but there, you know, there was no alcohol or drugs involved. Not really sure what happened. They hit another car, the driver of the other car is fine but i think what um happened was uh there was two other men other than uh will in the car that were injured and a a female that is in critical condition but she she is still alive and she will be okay i think that's what it said so um yeah be careful driving on them roads especially if you're out uh on the same side of the world as i am with with uh, the weather conditions and all this because um, yeah, it's wild out there, man. It's like that shitty movie Geostorm with fucking, um, Gerard Butler, old Jerry B. Um, yeah. So yeah, be careful out there. Uh, a Japanese man turned 112. Um, so he's now officially the oldest person, I don't know, in the world or no, Unless it's the oldest person of all time. Because you can't just like overlap someone with your age. Unless someone else died. Shit. 
I don't know, but 112, is this a stitch up or is this like the African? Cause like, you know how Africans be coming over and they, they don't have birth certificates and shit. They're like, yeah, I'm not. And really they're like 23. And that is like killing under 10s basketball at Forestville. Yeah. So, um, yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know if I hope it's a stitch up or not. I don't know if I want to live to 112, you know, that's, you got to be shit in your pants and all that, right? Cause you, it's like reverse. You start as a baby and then you can take care of yourself until you get to a certain age. And then you're all like fucked up again. Like, help me. You know what I mean? But apparently he was born like a few months before Einstein published the theory of relativity. Uh, so, I mean, if they know that, maybe he does have a birth certificate. Why would you falsify that? It's not like a huge accomplishment, is it? Oldest dude ever. You think his slab works? You think he takes them, them little blue pills? What if he just like takes the blue pills and puts it down better than any of us? <laughs> He's just out there slaying like, um, what are they called? What are those Japanese girl, girls called that has all the makeup and they're all like, um, shit, I'm not going to get this one, am I? Oh man. They're all done up with the hair, the makeup, the traditional garb. Ah oh, man, I need to get this. I need to get this. There's a movie about them. Oh shit. They've all got the... Man, their hair, it's got the fucking, it's got the fucking chopsticks. Geisha, geisha. Oh my God. Oh, I was about to actually have a brain aneurysm just then. Geisha. He's just like putting it down on geishas and they're like, they've never, oh, I almost did the voice. That would be racist as fuck. But they've never um like experienced the, the slab like this before. And this, this old dude is just like, he's a veteran, you know? Moving on. Oh my God, Clay. Um, everybody, well, maybe not everybody, but if you, if you get into celebrity gossip and all the Kardashian bullshit, if you're an NBA fan, we all know about Tristan Thompson. Yes. Yes. Juicy, juicy stuff. Tristan Thompson got caught cheating on whichever one of these Kardashian broads he's with. Chloe with a K. You're going to spell Chloe with a K like K-H, right? When Chloe with a C is spelled like that for like actual English language reasons. If you're going to be Chloe with a K, I don't think you need the H in it. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's really just for all of these motherfuckers to have K's in their name. And then Bruce wants to go and be Caitlin with a C like he's doing some type of... Uh, statement fuck off bruce i've had enough of bruce i was watching the decathlon the other day um it's the commonwealth games at the moment in the gold coast and bruce jenner won that shit as a man right he won it and that's the that's the shit where you get named the fittest man in the universe i think they say or maybe it's the world 
it might be called the fittest man on earth or some shit, but now we've got CrossFit. Anyway, this shit is in two days, you've got 10 events. You've got like, I don't know all the events, but I think it's like long jump, high jump, 100, 200, 400. I think you've got maybe like javelin, shot put, discus, maybe even like a 1500 and something else. Triple jump? No, I don't know. I don't remember, but Bruce Jenner did that shit when he still had his slab attached, right? And then you're going to give do a uh, woman of the year. So you cats are just for, going to forget everything, huh? And like all this break. Oh, no, nah, we'll get back off of that. We'll get back off of that because we got to go back to double T, man. Old T squared, bruh. So I think it's Chloe with a KH and that, that stupid shit. That's stupid in itself. But so he got caught cheating. Okay. So security footage at a hookah lounge, right? You know, Shisha, you smoking that like flavored tobacco out of like giant bong type things out of like hoses. Um, so this happened in October of last year, but this, the footage is only just surfacing now. And is that a coincidence? Because I think this bitch just had a baby. So she would have been pregnant when he was cheating first off. And now she's had a baby, their first child. Is that true? Or is that unsourced? This is WTTP episode 33, I believe. Um, and I am, you know, I'm the big boss, man, the PhD of podcasting. I'm back again. I always forget to do the intros. So I always do it like a couple minutes in. Um, if this is your first time listening that get used to that, cause I always forget, I always get straight to it. Cause we, we're, we're just about that action out here. Welcome to the party. WTTP. Ooh. Oh, Hey, what's going on? You all right? She's all good. Um, yeah, man. So I'm just out here. I'm the pod father of this shit. So, um, uh, back to this shit. So yeah, I don't know if they had a kid or not, or if that is unsourced, but I'm pretty sure they did. I'm pretty sure. But this footage, I seen it. Full tongue makeouts. He motorboated one of these bitches. He was motorboating. What were they like anyway? They look pretty good. Are they real? Are they built for speed or for comfort? What'd you do with them? Motorboat? You play the motorboat? <laughs> you motorboating son of a bitch. You old sailor, you. He was getting his slab grabbed. Um, and then check this shit out. Allegedly, allegedly, he took another broad to his hotel last weekend. Double T don't give a fuck. He's overpaid and overrated, bruh. Um, and he knows it, man. He's the reason. He is the reason that all these players are getting these crazy contracts because they go to their agent and their agent goes to the team. Hey, listen, if Tristan Thompson's getting paid this much, I need, I need my man to get paid this much. He's better than Double T. 
And then someone's better than that dude getting paid more than double T. Then someone's better than that dude. And then all of a sudden you've got Kevin Durant getting $3 billion a year. That's not true, by the way, in case you're not a sports fan. He doesn't get that much money. He's, he gets a lot of fucking money, though. These new contracts are fucking wild. Um, yeah, but I love that because these fucking Kardashians are clowns, B. So I don't, I don't, yeah, I've got very little fucks to give in terms of um, what their relationships is looking like. Yo. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's, uh, that's all the, uh, like the low key little, little segments I think that I've got for today. Um, Will Ferrell, I'm glad Will Ferrell's okay. He's got, I hope he's got another movie coming out soon. I should check on that. Um, but, uh, money making Mitch, take us to the news. Thank you, Triple M. Um, I know everybody has been talking about this trial this week. Um, Mark Zuckerberg and uh, the whole Facebook uh, data and security and all of this. But to to get started, um, let me just have a sip of this here. Good bean. Um, to get started, we have to talk about Zuckerberg's haircut, man. What? You know how multi-millionaires, right? Have mad bread and like we look at those cats and we're like wow they're loaded man like how, how are you gonna spend all that this cat zuckerberg is a multi-billionaire and he just does he cut his own hair without a mirror does he blindfold himself then cut his hair is is he actually blind all that money, Mark, listen, Mark, you got all that money and you walk around looking like you asked the barber to make you like single forever. He went into the barber shop and said, um, make sure I don't get no pussy for the rest of my days. Like he just went in there and said, he just said, yo, yo, just fuck me up. Barber was like, all right. Whatever you say, boss. He just went in there and said, let me get that blunt scissor treatment. <laughs> he walked in, he went, he went out for lunch and got like some soup and put a bowl around his head and walked in and said, yo, um, hey, Barber, just trim the edges with a butter knife. Yeah. He walked in with a bowl on his head. Just trim the edges with a butter knife, say. Went, in, went into his billion billion dollar mansion, said to his, came back mad. He was like, Magic Mirror, you said I was the fairest. Magic Mirror's like, shit, Zuck. I thought you said, who's the I don't carest? <laughs> he was on TV, bro. Like, you know, talking billions of dollars, fighting for his business. Looking like a 12 year old um, girl that's a tomboy. Like a 12 year old girl whose mom dresses her up in like pink frilly dresses and shit. And 
um, she just, her mum came home late from work one day. And so while her mum wasn't home, she just, she just grabbed the scissors out of the kitchen drawer. She didn't even get hair cutting scissors. She got like meat cutting scissors and cut her hair without, like she didn't even leave the kitchen. So she didn't even have a mirror. She just snip snipped. And now that's what Zuckerberg looks like. A 12 year old girl who resents her mother for dressing her up super like princess like. So cut her own hair and now she looks crazy. That's what Mark Zuckerberg looks like. <laughs> anyway, that's not that's not what's been on the news this week. The news has been talking about this 11-hour hearing that uh, went on in terms of the the what what your your data has been used for since you joined that shit up cuz there was issues in 2012 no yeah 2012 the second time um the second time obama got elected i think that was 2012 um if you can hear like if you can hear the background i'm not sure if you can but it is like torrential rainfall right now so i apologize if if the sound in this is a bit is a bit off but i like um like i said i am i am uh house sitting my mother's house so i don't have the soundproofing set up over here um and it is loud out there it is stormy daniels out there bruh um Fuck, where was I? Yep, so this 11-hour hearing. So I'm going to try and break this shit down, right? But, so my podcast is like usually about 30 minutes to one hour when I do it solo. <sighs> uh, I'm going to do this shit. The whole episode is going to be like an hour, right? I'm going to have to break down 11 hours into that hour, but also have other things that I talk about, like the Kardashians and double T. You know what I mean? So this is this is where this is what I got from what I saw and read. So I make sure I drink my coffee extra loud when I'm on the potty so you don't think that you've lost me. Because if I drink in silence, it'd be like four seconds of silence. You'd be like, what just happened? So I do the extra loud like this. <laughs> that was mad extra. All right. Let's get to this Facebook shit. So basically, this is what, this is what I got from what I read and what I saw, which I've already said. Basically, Facebook does not listen to your microphone to target you with ads. Right. Understand that. They don't. I still think I don't see this is this is what it is. They're talking about like how much battery that would use, how many fucking uh, megabytes, gigabytes, terabytes, petabytes this this would use. But no no one thinks that your mic's just always on 24-7. There could be keywords triggering this shit or they could just have random access where they like 
click into user one three five six seven three four three one six seven six. You know, click on their thing and listen in and see what's going on. And they say something about Subway. They're not a sponsor, but um, free plug. And they're talking about sandwiches. And all of a sudden, um, you know, John Smith is getting mad advertisements about Subway sandwiches. So I don't give a fuck about what you say. I still think my phone's being listened to, not 100% of the time, but I still think it is. And not only by Facebook, by, but by Apple, by the fucking government. You think I would ever talk about some uncomfortable uh, type shit around my phone or on the potty? Like if I robbed somebody or if I um, was like in a hit and run accident, like and I was the culprit. Or if I like, like slapped a woman or like kicked a dog, you know, I would never talk about that type of shit in front of my phone or laptop or even television or speakers in general. I would make sure I'm out in the middle of an oval or in the middle of the ocean with only one man or woman, one human and tell that one person. We talked about secrets last episode of Welcome to the Party. See, I always get off track. But like, that, they're saying that they don't listen to your mind to target you with ads. But they said that they do track you even when your phone is off or if you don't have a Facebook account. What? Yes, they can track you through cookies. And he said something about you being able to opt opt out of this, but it's been made so difficult to do, like um, navigating through the settings and shit on your phone or on the on Safari or Google Chrome or whatever the fuck you use. Um, that like they yeah they can just track your movements and um, your behavior and give that data to advertisers. Right. So moving on from them knowing all your business, Facebook also, well, Zuckerfuck also said that they take the, that he takes the responsibility for Facebook's content, but he said that it's that Facebook's a technology company that builds tools for other people to use, but it's not a publisher or media outlet. But then you got to look at things like um, the watch platform from Facebook because they do create some content on there. It might not be political, but you can't say that you're only a technology content that built, has built like a platform. Sorry, technology company that's built a platform. You can't say that when you do actually release some content because then how? where's the line? How much content do you need to produce um, to make you a media outlet or a publisher um, before you're no longer just a tech company, you know? So I feel like the government's gonna, um, you know, make some sort of guidelines with that because I don't think that Facebook's taking enough responsibility for their actions. All these loopholes and shit, that's why there's amendments because 
sometimes you need to make changes to the constitution to make sense with the time and the technology amendment second amendment nra let's not go there today clay um yeah so the government i think will follow that shit up and sort of um define media outlet or publisher further um this is so fucking boring isn't it i um no, I want to do this because it's, it's pretty confusing, all this shit. It was 11 hours. I'm trying to condense this shit, trying to help out, trying to have some intelligent discussion instead of just talking about pussies and dicks and farts, you know? So Facebook claimed that they're not the only company with Cambridge Analytica data. So Cambridge Analytica, I'll break that down a little bit for, for the layman. It's a British political consulting firm who combine data mining, data brokerage, data analysis with strategic communication for specifically for the electoral, electoral, electoral. How do you fucking say that? Do this every week. I say the word two different ways and then I'm lost. Electoral process, right? So that suggests in my opinion, that Facebook swayed the Trump election. Keeping in mind that that is all unsourced. It's all unsourced here at uh, the Welcome to the Potty podcast, but that's what that's what he's there for, right? That's what he's talking about. That's why this whole shit happened. That's why we are where we are. But apparently... Apparently, I've never been on live television before. He wasn't trying to name names or whatever, but he named one... One company, but I forgot what it was called. Europia or something? Upia? I don't know. He named one company that also has access to the um, Cambridge Analytica data, but he said that there's more and he wasn't going to name names. This is just the way I saw it. I'm no fucking genius. I do have a PhD though, don't forget. So I do know things. But what it sounded like was that Facebook has also considered pay options, like subscribing to it like you do with like Apple Music or Spotify, SoundCloud, whatever you pay for, Netflix. They've considered that sort of shit um, to remove targeted ads, but they consider the ad model to be the right model. So they're either getting more money from this model than they see that they could get from paid subscriptions or or they are enjoying getting the the data that they're getting for free, you know? Because presumably if they went to a subscription, a paid subscription model, they'd lose, you know, millions of subscribers because some people, some people that are on Facebook cannot afford to have a paid subscription. You know what I mean? So... Maybe they enjoy just taking free data from everyone. It's like more successful than the census, probably. I don't fucking know. That's unsourced, by the way. Um, and he said that... He did say that um, Facebook doesn't technically sell your data. It just allows advertisers 
to target people based on their interests. So, you know, you click like on like, I would, I would personally click like on like movies, hip hop, um, shit, basketball, NFL, sports in general, you know, um, dogs, cute little dogs fucking around, like running into doors or like being super good or super naughty, just dogs in general, animals in general, maybe, you know, um, ill products like gross motif, um, welcome to the potty, you know, uh, Luna Wolf Vintage, Motherload Nuggets, All Food, Run Into Flowers, the blog. You should read that. You should read Run Into Flowers. That shit is hard. That shit is good material. That's a friend of mine as well. But you got to read that. But yeah, things like that. People, like they're, they're collecting my interests and... They say they're not selling it, but it sounds like a bunch of semantics, you know? It sounds like it sounds like they're both getting paid some way or another. And if you say you're not selling it, you're giving it, they're giving you money, bruh. For for advertising. So well yeah, that's probably something else that the government or whatever governing body is engaged with this is going to look further into because it just seems like a bit of yeah it seems like semantics it's all same same to me you're just saying different words to to how i'd say it i'd say you're selling that shit you know but there's something coming in um to uh you know fruition i suppose um, in May called the General Data Protection Regulation, the GDPR. Um, I don't quite understand. I guess, I guess that that's going to be the regular, the governing body or the regulatory commission for, um, cats just using my data for whatever they fucking want. But that's the thing, man. We all we're all complaining and shit, but we click on I agree to the terms and conditions every fucking update without um without even reading them shits. Hands up if you read that shit. No one can see you. One, because this is an audio podcast, and two, because no one's got their fucking hands up. No one reads that shit. No one reads that shit. But that's all, that's all like I really, that's all I got from, from it. And I just broke that shit down into, I don't know how long, I don't have the time in front of me, but I broke that shit down in, let's say 30 minutes. Um, so there's a lot of holes in there cause they did 11 hours of that shit. But the thing is that all these cats, they're not as tech savvy as, as old Zuckerberg. Uh, and his haircut. So they're not, I don't know if they even know what Duke was saying. By the way, I've been seeing all these pictures of this thing. Was this nigga sitting in a booster seat for this whole thing? How tall is he? Why was he sitting in a booster seat? Is Mark Zuckerberg actually a 12 year old girl? 
Is that what this is all about? Duke was sitting in a booster seat, bro. <laughs> His legs probably wasn't even touching the ground. <laughs> That's so bitch, man. If your legs don't... If you sit in a chair, bro, like a chair, and your legs don't touch the ground, you're a bitch. <laughs> I mean, if you're on like a bar stool or something, uh, like that's a, you know, that's a pass, bro. They're high. If you're sitting on like an office chair, bro, and your feet don't touch the ground, you're a bitch, bro. <laughs> <laughs> A woman on a cruise, um, I think it was to uh, New Caledonia. It was either to New Caledonia or from New Caledonia uh, to Brisbane, um, to or from Brisbane. Uh, she got seasick and fell off the side of the cruise ship 40 meters into the ocean, um, and she has not been found. Uh, a witness saw this. And the, I don't know, I think the staff on the boat said that there's high banisters and it's very difficult to go overboard. But um, yeah, there has been a witness. There's been no foul play suspected. Um, and apparently, yeah, the witness said that the husband like saw it happen as well and collapsed. Um, they were on this trip together with their children as well. So um, yeah, that's that's terrible news. And I mean, I hate the phrase thoughts and prayers um, because it really does absolutely nothing. But what else What else can you fucking say to someone who's had to go through that? Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say, really. I, uh, I yeah, I feel for him, man. Um, experts say that uh, so I, th I guess it happened at 4 p.m. Okay, um, and the boat kept circling the area to try and find her, and they just couldn't see anything. Um, and experts say that overnight, in the difficult weather, I guess there was three to four meter swell with 75 kilometer an hour winds. Um, yeah, experts said that survival is not considered possible in those conditions. Um, and here's the fucking kicker, man. 61 hours until the, the boat docked, uh, from, from then. So I, at the time of this recording, I believe that the boat is still, still hasn't fucking docked yet. So the family's still out there. It's just horrible, man. I hate that. That sucks. That's yeah. Oh man. Um, you feel for the family and, um, yeah, I hope they, they receive the care and counseling that they need and I hope they um I hope they, they can get through this um as well as possible. I just don't even know what, what that means. I don't know, man. You guys see Trump? He's like in intent, bro, on starting a war. I swear to God. Swear to God. Swear to God. Um, he, he's talking about striking Syria. Oh God. I don't even, it's hard to follow, man. I don't even know on what that, I guess something else has happened. 
Unless it's the same shit. Free, free Syria. Free, free Syria. Watch that. Now I'm on a, now I'm on a watch list. <laughs> or oh, well, I was on one probably already, but now I'm underlined on it. And italics and bold. And they've changed the color from black to red. And I'm on the top of it. <laughs> um, yeah. But so Trump's like talking about striking Syria and Russia, Russia has like big brothered Syria and is like, Hey, listen, you want to strike Syria? We're targeting the U S military. And then Trump goes on Twitter and he's like, yeah, we're still going to do it. Oh bro. I just don't know. I just don't know, bro. What if you don't follow orders? Do you go to like jail if you're in the military or do you just get fired? Sometimes you got to lose your job um, because you're, it's just like, it's not in self, it's not in country, it's not in the interest of the country or in the interest of the self. It's a suicide mission, essentially. You go strike Syria, um, they're going to aim everything at the US military and press a big red button. You know? I don't know, man. I'm no political correspondent. I'm no military strategist. And everything I say on the Welcome to the Potty podcast is all unsourced. But like I said earlier, I do have a PhD, so I know things. So you can't even just take what I say to a gra- as a grain of salt. You've got to be like, man, he is a doctor. He is the professor of podcasting. He knows what he's saying. He just doesn't know about what he's saying. You understand? There's been a retrial of Bill Cosby. (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) That nigga's a savage, man. I've got... uh, I've got zero um, compassion for that motherfucker. You, you, I just don't know what what it is with like successful people and like drugging bitches and like um, beating off in front of them and like oh, like telling them like to suck your dick and they'll you put them in a movie and all that. Like, what are you, motherfuckers, talking about? What are you doing? There's some wild cowboys out there, bro. But. There's, uh, there's at this retrial of the, of Cosby, there's a protester out the front. Well, there's obviously tons of protesters. One of these, one of these protests, protesters, um, is a black woman, uh, with no, no top on. And she just had like, um, writing all over her body, like with Sharpie saying like, um, it said like rapist and, um, uh, women's lives matter, um, shit like that. And I think she had the names of over 50 of his accusers written on her body as well. Oh man, this nigga's foul. He's like 80 years old, man. It's almost hashtag times up for this nigga, especially with all this stress. I don't know. I don't know. Cosby, um, Confuses me, man. Shit. He's got to go, man. He's going to go to like minimum security prison, be playing tennis and like checkers and chess and, 
you know, probably eating good and shit anyway. Gives a fuck. Lock him up. Lock him up. He'll be dead soon. Damn, that was dark. This episode's so weird, man. Um, Dante's on a road trip. Um, yeah, he's still in playoffs. Still plugging away at playoffs, man. So, um, all the luck and success to him. I hope he wins. I hope he comes away with that chammy. Because chammies is what we're all about. We get the podcast chammy, um, you know, we on a weekly basis. This is championship podcasting at its finest. Uh, and yeah, um, international team will be back. He sends his apologies. He was supposed to be on last week, but he had technical difficulties um, and then fell asleep. So I had to do it solo. I've been doing a lot of solo episodes lately. And it's, it's actually driving me insane. Like, I don't mean that in a way like I'm not enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. But I'm legit going crazy. Because you just talk to yourself and you back yourself up, right? And you just talk yourself into like thinking you're right the whole time. Because you got no one telling you you're wrong. And you try to say both sides of the argument. And you say... You know, A is A. And then you say, oh yeah, but B could be A. And then you just go back on yourself and you say, no, A is A. And you get mad at yourself when you do the, um, what's it called? Devil's advocate. So you just, you just constantly have these battle, these battles with yourself and you just end up sticking the landing anyway, because that's what you want to (laughs) do. Oh shit. And then. I had people come back to me talking about Conor McGregor last week because I said that he lost his shit um, because he got stripped of the title, but it was actually because the other fighter had had an altercation. Him and his cronies had had an altercation with one of um, Conor McGregor's boys or something. And so he was like backing him up. It was still childish shit, but you know, I came in with my unsourced info. And you know what? We have zipper qualms here at the Welcome to the Party podcast of saying that everything is unsourced. So I'm still not really, yeah, I'm not really worried about how unsourced um, that was. But yeah, correction and, and omissions. Um, I might even I might even do a, a shout out by name because I like this guy. Um, I've had a lot to do with him in the past and... And he came to me with some new information. Um, Benji Mitchell. Thank you for the um, correct information regarding Conor McGregor. Apologies for my unsourced info. And hey, maybe if International Heem came on the show once in a while, he would have been able to correct me and I wouldn't have stuck the landing and skated off into the into the black abyss um, with with you know see i don't even know where i'm going with this um analogy and i'm just gonna change it skating off into the black abyss on my high horse that doesn't make sense i went from a skating reference to a horse reference see i'm losing my fucking mind dante the fuck man hurry up and win these win that chammy and come back to the potty shit 
Okay, bit of lighthearted bullshit before I get into this heavy topic. Um, uh, man, long-term, like mental health, I'm big uh, mental health. Um, I'm not like an advocate. I don't, um, you know, I don't march for it or anything. Like, I don't think we really have marches in Adelaide, but I like to... Uh, my job revolves around mental health and I like to support um, the issues in all of this. And I think a lot of the uh, gun violence in America is, I think mental health plays a, a large a large part, large role, almost a large pole. See, cause I'm losing my mind. I think, I think, um, yeah, I've had friends go through some, you know, some heavy shit. I've been through some heavy shit. Um, and yeah, mental health, there's not, there's not enough support. Um, I'm going to say specifically in the U S I think Australia is getting better, but I think the issuing of antidepressants is, I think, uh, mental, not even mental health. I just think, um, medical practitioners are, too quick to issue antidepressants without, without trying other things. You know, how do you get depressed? You get depressed because of situations. You don't, you know, you don't just, you can, ah, fuck. I mean, it can be genetic, but if you're doing well, right. And I know like successful actors and all this, um, still have depression and athletes and whatever. So there's, it's not, it's not primarily based on your situation, but if you've got a job that you hate, right? And you started that job and you didn't particularly experience the symptoms of depression, right? And you start feeling them because you go home every day and you're not enjoying your job, right? And you, you know, you go to sleep, you work nine to five, you get up in the morning at seven to get ready, you go to your job, you work nine to five and you go home and you, you have dinner and you're basically, your day's over and you got to go to bed and wake up and go to your same bullshit job in the morning. How do you have the time to enjoy the things that you enjoy and be happy apart from the weekend? Because for some reason we've developed this fucking five day work week where all you do is work and then the, you get one day of freedom which is Saturday because Sunday you need to, you need to be cool so you can get ready for work on Monday. It should at least be a four day work week, which I still don't think is healthy. Like I think we need to work. I'm not saying that we should be like in some fucking weird utopia where we don't do shit. I think work helps with, um, you know, social order and all of this. But five out of seven days, you're just working, bro. You're just working and sleeping your life away, man. You don't get a chance to fucking do anything, man. So like, I'm saying that, I'm saying that at the same time as I'm recording this potty in my free time. So that's, if you've got motivation, you do shit. You know what I mean, but I just think that I think that practitioners are giving out drugs 
as a band-aid instead of um, the individual taking ownership of what what the symptoms are coming from. And I know it's hard to get jobs a lot of the time, but if, if you're, if you're not happy at work, work's such a big part of your life. You just, you're going to be a pretty unhappy person. And sometimes it is hard to, to switch that off. So like, you know, when you finish work, people can just say, Oh, we'll just enjoy the time that you're not at work. But sometimes it's hard to drag yourself out of that, that hole that you've, you've been put in from, from the job that you don't enjoy. So, you know, people have to, you've got to try and get a new job if that's what's causing it. If you're in a shitty relationship, you've got to get out of it. Also something that's difficult because, you know, sometimes you're just comfortable in what you're in. And it's scary. It's scary not, not knowing, but sometimes you've got to get the fuck out of whatever it is that's, that's unhealthy for you. Sometimes you're eating bad. You continue eating bad and just take drugs. No. Change your diet. Eat good. Feel good. Get a fucking haircut. Look good. Feel good. You know? Do you drink a lot? You smoke? Get Cut that shit out. Be healthy. Feel good. You know? Get some therapy. Go talk to somebody. It's not easy. It's not cheap. But fuck, man, what a fucking long lead up into the real thing that I'm trying to talk about. The antidepressants are so prevalent in society, right? Um, and the statistics that I um, have, I don't know if it's sourced or unsourced, but the rate of people in the United States alone has doubled since um, 2010 and has more than tripled since 2000. So when our parents were growing up, right, this is, and this is the same with like, um, like ADD medic medication. When our parents were growing up, this is just like one generation. When our parents were growing up, they, um, they didn't have ADD, you know, they got smacked by like their nuns and shit at the school. Their teachers used to belt them if they didn't fucking pay attention. Guess what they did? They paid the fuck attention, right? I'm not saying we need to go back to fucking um, like corporal punishment, man. But you can't just say like that kid's that kid's not concentrating. Bang, ADD. Maybe the kid's an asshole. Maybe the kid is a fucking kid. You know, he's got an imagination, has run wild, and he's just being a kid, man. ADD is not everything. And so if you're fucking sad, maybe you're sad because, you know, someone close to you died. You're going through a breakup. You lost your job. You know, you're going to go through the grieving process and you're going to be okay. You're going to move on. You're going to get better. You can't just sling drugs at these people and then get them hooked, man. Because the... The bro, it takes like almost a year to wean off of like some of these mental health medications. So like you're some of these people just aren't strong enough to quit, so they just stay on them. You know? Why did you get on 
Um, you know, uh, I can't think of any drugs right now. Lorazepam. Oh, you know, um, my dad died and I haven't been sleeping well and I've just been like having fleeting suicidal thoughts and blah, blah, blah. Oh shit. I'm so sorry to hear that. Um, when did he die? Oh, in 1998. Nigga, what? 20 years ago and you're still taking that shit? Bruh, guaranteed, not guaranteed, but if you weren't on that shit, you would be okay by now, you know? It's just wild. It's just wild. And then like, when you're on, when you're on this medication, it's hard to fucking do shit, man. Cause there's side effects, confusion, dizziness, fatigue, man. And doctors just keep prescribing this shit and you can't fucking do your job. What happens if you're like, um, you're in a depression and these side effects affect your job and you get like performance managed. That's it. That's another thing. That's another reason to be depressed, right? Maybe you end up losing your job. I mean, it's hard to fire people. So probably firing someone who's on antidepressants is probably fucking like borderline impossible, but like just a scenario, but like, that's, that's crazy, bro. So when you, I'm, you know, I'm in the medical field, but I'm not a doctor. I'm not a health doctor. I'm a PhD of podcasting though. Don't forget that. Um, so doctors know more than I know, right? So why keep prescribing? Do you have, do you have contracts with the big pharmaceutical companies? Are you getting kickbacks? Is it just an easy answer to your problems so the um, patient doesn't have to come back a hundred times? No, because they do need to come back because they need it. Sometimes you need to trial several medications until you find the right one for you. Sometimes, um, yeah, I don't know. And then like you can say like, oh, you know, some people can't afford therapy. Okay, but they have to buy medication for what, the next God knows how long? Like maybe six therapy sessions is better than six years on antidepressants financially. You know, maybe it hurts pretty bad for six weeks or 12 weeks, but then you're better and you don't need to go anymore. But then you're long-term putting someone on medication who has to fucking pay for that shit. Especially in like in countries like the US where their private health sector is, is fucking only for the upper middle class and up because no one can afford that shit. You know, it's just, it's like that, that opioid epidemic, which we're still pretty much going through. People, people get put on painkillers and just get repeat referrals for fucking ever and get addicted to the shit. And like, you, you know, heroin's illegal, but you're giving people the same shit in pill form regularly. Why? Because it's a quick consultation. Oh, you ran out of your prescription. Bang. Here's another one. Who's next? Look at me getting this money. I don't know. I respect doctors. Doctors have helped me out a lot with my fucking um, knees and shit. And like, you know, when you're sick, you got to go to the doctor. You got to get a sick certificate for work and all this. 
Sometimes you get gastro, you're shitting all over the place. They help you. But some of the, yeah, some of this shit just doesn't seem right to me and I don't understand it. I don't understand. It's not in, it's, it just doesn't make sense for the amount of people uh, going through long-term use of antidepressants to have tripled in 18 years. And then if you look further back, if you look like 30 years back, you got to look like, I, you know, I'm no fucking statistician, but if I saw those numbers, I'm sure they'd be, they'd be way smaller because yeah, like I was saying, our parents didn't just get fucking fed antidepressants or ADHD pills or whatever. It's, it's just some like, um, millennial shit. And I think, I think we as a society need to be educated on what depression is versus sadness. And like, yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. Cause there's some just life is life, man. And you go through hard times, you know? go through some fucking heavy shit sometimes that, and it fucking hurts. That doesn't mean you're depressed. You're strong enough. A lot of people are strong enough to get through it without assistance, man. And we've got, are you okay day? Like mental health and shit, which is like, it's good. It's good in terms of, um, helping out people who's suicidal, being able to help, help them talk to somebody and, and avoid that. But what about someone who's just a little bit upset and you, are you okay? Oh, actually A, B, and C. Oh shit. Like that sounds like you've got depression. Maybe you should see a doctor. Hey doc, I feel like this. Oh yep. Here's some drugs. Bang. That person, if they didn't have that initial fucking conversation with some mouth breathing moron who doesn't know what they're talking about, they wouldn't have gone to the doctor and they would have been okay. And now they're going to just think they're okay because they're on drugs. And now they're going to be on drugs for 10 years because it's too hard to fucking get off the shit because of the withdrawal symptoms. Do you see this cycle? Nothing against I you okay day, by the way. I'm a I'm big advocate. I'm a big advocate of it. I, I believe in it. But uh, yeah, just all these drugs, man. I don't, I don't know. I don't know why drugs is the answer to everything. Bro, people just like, it's their answer, bro. Oh man, I, I'm i not feeling very happy. Here, have have this happy pill, man. Oh, you know, I just, my kid's not concentrating in school. Bang, here's some Ritalin. Here's some Adderall. Man, I've got a headache after uh, going for that run. You're dehydrated, nigga. Have some water. Nope. Nope. Oh, man. Have some Have some Panadol. What? You don't need that shit. Hydrate. It's just, it's just a quick fix, man. Everybody's looking for that quick fix. Microwave society. Everything needs to be quick. Two-minute noodles. 30-minute abs. Six-minute abs. Three minute rice. Get rich quick. You know? 
man, I don't know, man. That's just that's just me. That's my opinion. This isn't a very funny episode, but um, I just keep reading and reading and reading about all this fucking antidepressant medication and the numbers of people on it, and like I see these people, I see these people every day at my at my job, and I'm just befuddled because I don't think it's necessary. A lot of the time, I feel I feel like it happens too quickly. My boyfriend broke up with me. Here, take this three times a day. What? Anyway, I'm just going to keep saying the same shit over and over. So I don't really have transition out of this, but we need to try and lighten this shit up. So Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg swore in 201 new US citizens on Tuesday. Um, what do you mean, Clay? I thought Trump had all these immigrant... Fuck Trump. Okay? Suck shit, Donald. With your arbitrary fucking racially charged stance on immigration. Fuck that. Shout out to Ruth Bader Ginsburg, man. Because, um, yeah, man, that's, that's what's up. That's what's up. Getting, just getting cats. That American dream shit. You want to talk about make America great again? You want to fucking ban people from your country? You stupid fuck. The thing, the thing that was great about America was that's where people could go to make their dreams come true, to find success, to find wealth. You want to fucking, you want to fucking put a ban on that, man. Eat, eat shit. Oh man, I got in a bit of a mood from that uh, antidepressant story. So. Money making Mitch, give me a minute and uh, take us to sports. Everybody knows this story about Andre Ingram, 10 years in the D League or G League, both of them. He was in both of them shits when the name change came in. He played for one team for like six years. He outlived the team he was playing for in the D League. And, um, you know, they don't get the best fucking salary. So he was also working as a math tutor. Um, I couldn't figure out what degree he has. It was either engineering or physics, but the, the motherfucker's smart. He's helping kids. He's like a, just a career D-League player, like just grinding, bro, waiting for his opportunity for 10 years. You know how cats give up? You know how many cats give up after like 10 weeks? This dude went 10 years or 11 years or some shit. Bro, he finally got a chance with the LA Lakers because, um, so he played for the LA um, D-League team. I forgot what their name is, but neither here nor there. He came out. The Lakers have so many injuries, bro. Um, and so he came out and he top scored in his debut game. He's 32 years old, I think. 
32-year-old rookie coming out of the D-League after 10 or 11 years, man. Top scored with 19 points and four out of five threes. Fucking ratchet. He was hitting them shits in the clutch as well. I hope he gets a chance um, next year when the team's all back together. I hope someone picks him up. I don't want him to go back down. to the That story was fucking incredible. I couldn't believe it. My Twitter timeline was going bonkers. Um, he was getting MVP chance in his first game with the LA Lakers at home in the same building Kobe used to get the MVP chant. What? That shit's epic, man. I felt, I felt like crying for real. I felt like crying tears of joy, man. So shout out to Andre Ingram, bro. Like, keep doing your thing. And I hope you don't have to go back to the D-League. I hope I hope this, this is it for you. 19 points, four out of five threes, top scoring in your first NBA game. Uh, if they send you back, that's that's straight up disrespect, B. Um I fucking love that shit. I love that shit. Oh shit. Um Anthony Davis got little boyed by uh Bobby Bobby Mayanovic. Bruh. Uh he the, after the whistle, Mayanovic just held the ball up as high as he could in one hand. And Anthony Davis tried to tap that shit out of his hand and couldn't. And let me just remind you that Anthony Davis is almost seven feet tall. And Anthony Davis was looking up and it looked like a fucking kid trying to get a ball out of a grown man's hand. It looked wild, bro. Moneymaker Mitch put that up on the social media. That shit was wild. Um, That's all for that story. But I just want you cats to see the picture on the social media. So look up Welcome to the Potty on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, find that shit. Um, Aussies have been smashing the Commonwealth Games. So much so that I want to know what the actual point is of the Commonwealth Games. Because I just don't even get it at this point. Is it actually just for the Australians to flex on the other countries because... Uh, when the Olympics comes around, it's all about China, Russia, and the US. Is that what it is? I don't know. But um, I saw the other night the girls uh, beach volleyball. I think they got silver. Congratulations. Um, I don't know what else I saw. I was talking about the uh, decathlon the other day. Well, I was talking about it today, but I saw it the other day. Money making Mitch, take us to Poor Posture of the Week. Poor Posture of the Week. This shit is fucking wild. A Connecticut teacher, substitute, substitute teacher, he's only 23 years old, allegedly ran in class fight club. What? He was standing in front of the door to make sure that no one could see into the room. (laughs) And he was egging these cats on. He even moved a trash can to make the fight space um, safer. (laughs) Ryan Fish, your posture is foul, bro. You have got to see this dude's mugshot. His posture is terrible, bro. Ryan Fish, you need a chiropractor. 
You look like an old school umbrella handle. <laughs> Ryan Fish. Oh, money making Mitch. Make sure that shit goes up. His mugshot has got to go up on the um, social media. Yo, he's trying to. He's trying so hard to be a teacher, man. He's got like this um, this sweater, this shawl or some shit on. He looks crazy. Oh my god. We talked about um, the Hart family. I think it was last week, maybe the week before. Um, this is another sad story uh, with the the car accident and the uh, the kids were in the car and the other kids were missing and presumed dead. Um, see, this shit drops my energy. This is why your posture is terrible. Jennifer Hart. Um, the, the toxicology report came back and Jennifer Hart was drunk when she drove the car off the cliff, killing her family. Her wife, Sarah, and two children had high levels of an ingredient in Benadryl. Also, that's that, that purple stuff, bruh. That syrup. What the fuck, man? Why are some people allowed kids? They had like eight fucking kids too. What the, like, what the fuck, man? What the fuck? So there's another poor posture of the week update because um, we've got new information on these sick fucks, man. I hate that. I hate that. They deserve, the, the, the parents deserve to be dead. And I feel for the kids, man. That shit fucking breaks my heart. That shit really hurts me, man. Because that's... Um, remember how I had said that... Um, the kid used to go to the neighbors and ask for food because they used to like starve him as punishment. Like how are you allowed to take care of another human, man? Fuck. And that leads me into like, I just said, take care of a human, but this third fucking piece of shit, poor postured motherfucker, Reed M. Herho, Herjo, Herho. I don't fucking know. He raised $14,000 for vet bills because of his injured um, German Shepherd, right? Um, but it turns out that he fucking abused the dog. Um, and then set up a GoFundMe page and lied about how the dog got hurt. Saying that they got that they were victims of a hit and run at the car accident. Um... He raised over $14,000 on GoFundMe. No. No, Reed. Herho. GoFundMe? No. Go fuck you. You piece of shit. The dog's dead. The dog died under his care on, on February 3rd of this year. The dog's name was Atlas. Atlas, rest in peace. I, um... I hate this shit, man. That fucking makes me sick. That people can do this type of shit and then prey on the um, generosity and good heartedness of other people to try and try and fund the, the vet bill for him when he fucking abused the dog. Um, go fuck yourself, hero. I hope you eat dirty asshole in prison while you're getting double teamed, bro. While you're getting that good, good loving from somebody called Big Fred. Fucking sicko.
Man, there was a lot of negativity in today's episode and I apologize for that. I apologize for that. But hey, I didn't fucking... uh, I didn't um, do any of that shit, you know? Um, That shit just... uh, that's just how it was. That's how that's how it comes in the welcome to the potty Gmail inbox, man. That's how it fucking comes, man. Oh uh, shit. So not a lot of jokes today. Not a lot of uplifting material. Um, apart from uh, Tristan Thompson's uh, crazy ass, but yeah, man. Thanks for listening, and I'm sorry if I if I lowered your mood. So what I'm going to do here is uh, I'm going to toss in a little uh, Clay's review to end the episode. Money making Mitch, you know what to do. Comedy action or horror? Will this movie win an Oscar? Set design, directing, acting, lighting, or costumes? This segment is Clay's Reviews. I have recently seen um, Blade Runner 2049. And I've got to admit, man, I fucking, I loved the shit. I haven't given a score like this in, I, 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 I actually don't even remember the last time I gave a score like this, but it was beautiful. The, the set design uh, was probably the most impressive thing to me. I loved the costume design also. Um... The lighting, the color, the music, that it was so dark and so um, apt. Man, it was long. It was fucking long. And if you don't like science fiction, even though, even though this movie was fantastic, if you don't like science fiction, stay away from it, I'd say. But it was so uh, like visually pleasing, man. Oh my God. Um, but so it's a remake or a, no, I think it's like a, like a sequel to the original Blade Runner, which I hadn't even seen yet. I still haven't seen. Um, but it's like a, uh, dystopic future, um, which a lot of people hate watching movies like that. Not me. I like it, but, um, man, I just can't get over the the costumes, like they, they dress like they, like, like cats in like a forties noir film. It was so dope, but it was like a bit modernized and, um, the action sequences, Ryan Gosling is, in my opinion, he's, he's one of the great actors of our generation. Like the, like, um, you know, like he's not up with, up there with like Leo and Tom Hardy, but he's, He's just below that, you know, like he's, he's dope. So when I say our generation, I'm not talking like De Niro or, um, oh fuck, Meryl Streep or whatever. They're like the generation above, but man, it was just so dope. I like, I like that people's different takes on, um, what the future looks like. And this future looked so fucking crazy, man. And it was just ill. It was just so ill. And there's a little cameo from Harrison. 
Um, everybody already knows that from the, the trailer, so I'm not spoiling anything, but um, I don't... Yeah, I don't want to give too much away. I just... Just the, the actual look of the film, the, the aesthetics of the film were amazing. The shots, costume, set design, lighting. Um, and then, yeah, the acting from Gosling in particular. And then, um, yeah, well, uh, relatively well written. I mean, for a sequel, you know? So I'm going to go ahead and tell you what the score was, but, um, I gave Blade Runner 2049 a nine out of 10. And I know a lot of people, a lot of people didn't react the same way that I did. And so I actually, I went in there not expecting a lot and that people are going to say, well, that's probably why you gave it such a high score. No motherfucker. I've got a very, um, I've got my scoring system down to a science. Don't argue with it. It's fucking perfect. I'm not talking about the movie. I'm talking about my scoring system. So this movie gets a 9 out of 10 on Clay's reviews. It's all subjective, okay? So you might have gave it a 7. That's fine. I gave it a fucking 9. Don't argue with me. I don't want your fucking stupid emails telling me what, uh, what's wrong with my review. My review is perfect. It's subjective. That it's subjective. It sounded like I said, it's objective. It's subjective. Okay. So shut the fuck up. See, landed on my feet as always. Um, yeah. So you know where to find us. Um, welcome to the potty. Just search us, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, uh, we've got a website, Money Making Mitch is still working on it though. That's, uh, welcome to the potty.com. And, that's under construction at the moment. So just chill with your feedback until that's already. Um, I trust money maker Mitch is doing a good job. He's been killing it for us and, um, uh, shout out to international him. Good luck this weekend and all the weekends that follow with the playoffs. Um, you can find me, uh, on everything, but I prefer that you just found welcome to the party. Um, and you can, and same with international him, AKA Dante Nicholas, and, um, yeah, man, you guys, uh, thank you so much for listening. I think this episode went kind of long. Um, but yeah, I hope you understand Facebook a little bit further. Probably not because it's all unsourced here at the welcome to the potty podcast. Um, if you do understand it better, um, could you please fucking, Uh, yeah, just email and we'll, we'll give a little bit more of an update at the, at the next episode. But yeah, man, you guys have a great weekend. Be safe on them roads if you're on my side of the world and, uh, bum bum.